You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Brian Anderson, you know him and love him, of course, as a former member of the then Cleveland Indians. He was uh, everybody's best friend in Geneva. Where else? Uh, He's also the color analyst for the Tampa Bay Rays. And, of course, he joins us every Friday at noon. And we love talking to him. B.A., how are you, my friend? How are you? Happy New Year. What's up, B.A.? I know it's the the six, but happy New Year. Um, Everything's great. Um, I'm really sorry that I missed uh, last Friday. But I was in the middle of a drive back home. I had taken the family up for a little short trip uh, post-Christmas. Um, and we went up to uh, northern Kentucky and went to that Ark Encounter. And, and we were driving back. And because of all the issues at the airports, you know, travel was a mess. So the roads, it was nonstop, bumper-to-bumper traffic like crazy with two kids in the back seat. I'm like, there's no way. There is no way that I'm going to be able to pull off that Friday phone call. So Uh-oh. I apologize. You know what? It was so good. I wasn't here either. So yep, it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> you just hung me out to dry, and I forgot. That's true. He, oh man, you should heard he was saying about I, you. I felt. Listen, I felt bad, but for for what we were going through on the road and everything, I'm like, this just is not going to be good. You shouldn't, dude. No big deal at all. All right. Speaking of not good, Jadavian Clowney was sent home by the Browns today. Uh, after comments, I, I'm, uh, I'm sure there's more to it, but after a story from Mary Kay Cabot today uh, in the Plain Dealer, after he said he's 95% sure that he is gone, and so the, the Browns made that 100% today by sending him home. Uh, he'll be inactive on Sunday. Your thoughts on that and what these kind of stories mean for the franchise? Well, boy, this is um, there, there's a lot to unpack here. First of all, I find the timing of it very strange. You're down to the last few days of the season. Why in the world you would choose to go public with that right now? Absolutely have no idea. But if you'll remember, fellas, this kind of speaks to what we talked about earlier in the season, where you had John Johnson calling people out. Not, you know, guys aren't where they're supposed to be. The effort isn't always there. There has been this bad vibe in that locker room. It feels like all season long, and occasionally it rears its ugly head. And here it has done it once again, but the timing of it, very strange. You're down to the last week of the season. You know, you could have saved this for Monday of next week, Tuesday of next week, or you could have just not said anything and, and gotten your, you know, and left. You probably were done anyway. You know, I think that, that it was kind of a surprise that the Browns, in some ways, brought him back this season, and I didn't think there was any way that they were going to bring him back for next season just because of the fact that you can't rely on him as far as being on the field, the availability a part of ability. So just strange. And, but, I, but, again, I think it speaks to something that we have seen and heard from time to time all season long, that locker room, it is not a cohesive unit. B.A., when, and you've been in this situation before where you've had to come out of the bullpen when you'd rather be starting. And What in the world was that? It was uh, some guy on a chopper that wanted to uh, blow it up as he drove by me. Okay. Wow. That, I was I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, what wetland are you walking through? Like, Are you like about to get eaten by an alligator? I, I thought you were on like, some African safari. That's what I thought. <laughs> the conference call from Disney 
And that didn't go very well either. All right, so nice. as I said, you've been on teams. You had to come out of the bullpen when you'd rather be starting and all of those kind of things in between. What do you do if you're a guy like Clowney who's like, during the week, we practice for this, and then they're moving me to another side where I'm going because they better offensive lineman so that Miles Garrett can get his numbers. Doesn't that just sound like you're doing what's best for the team, B.A., and sometimes you got to sacrifice for the team? Uh, yes. Yes, but also – Hey, I'm a professional too. Why, why, do I get a heads up about this during the course of the week that this is part of the game plan? Is that you're going to move me around? You know, don't have me work through the game plan in one area. Don't have me uh, and tell me that I'm going to start, 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 and then in the middle, you know, uh, of the series. Oh, by the way, you're coming out of the pen uh, later today. You know, like those things as a, a professional courtesy. You'd like to be, uh, you know, have a heads up. Now, here's the thing. Anything that's been said by Jadavion Clowney, it's, it's from his perspective. We don't have that other side yet. We may never hear from that other side. Maybe they did tell him, hey, we're going to move you around. And he's just choosing to leave that out because that bolsters his case if that somehow is, you know, is, is not a part of the, uh, the equation. But, yeah, I, I mean, that would be frustrating. You're still doing what's best for the team. You're still going to give great effort. But you would like to – you know, have been given a heads up, hey, we may float you around to try to get Miles Garrett better matchups or to get you a better match, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, you would certainly like that professional courtesy. And if it's being sprung on him mid-game, uh, yeah, I'd be frustrated. Now, do you go to the press and air your grievances a couple of days before the final game of the season? Probably not, but he chose to do that. Yeah, I'm just curious. If you know it's coming and you know you're not coming back, does it – I mean, is it make it easy? It's a lot easier to go out and tell the story. I, I, I'm sure that there are a lot of players that feel like they're not being used correctly and could be doing more to help their team. But I, I also wonder if he already knew. Like you've been in clubhouses before, where you knew the guy was not coming back the next year, and you knew it was because the team didn't want him anymore. I mean, I, you know, does it is in some ways do you say to yourself, well, maybe he's just getting ahead of the curve? But I don't know how other teams would look at that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, you, you, you definitely don't want to give any other team pause. Like, well, wait a minute. First of all, you know, we've got an injury history here, and, and we have uh, trouble staying on the field consistently, and now we've got a guy who is willing to just blow up the organization if, if he doesn't feel like he's being utilized, you know, like he would want to. I, I, it's just another, you know, maybe it's a red flag for other organizations. I will say this, though, as we talk about the timing um, you know, Festivus was a couple of weeks ago. The airing of Green. Yes, it was. He, he blew right by it. Oh, uh, by the way, I saw your poll. I thought it was excellent. I thought the poll you had, <laughs> I thought it was great. Yes. Uh, listen, there was a lot of work putting that into the ground. So, B.A., when this kind of stuff happens, and, and I don't know if you've ever been a part of it, does it scream that there's a lack of leadership inside of the Browns locker room, or is it just – even if you had the greatest leader on the face of the earth, this kind of thing happens. Uh, yes, yes and yes. Here, here's the thing. In a vacuum, uh, it, it can be – it's not indicative necessarily of not a strong leader in the, in the clubhouse or the locker room, especially because it's coming out the last week. Uh, it's another veteran player who's been around the league for an awful long time, and maybe he doesn't respect the, the leader, whoever that may be, and he shoots it out there. 
and it's like it's, this is too late to even fix because in a couple of days you're going to play a game and then it's going to be pack up your locker day and then we'll see you uh, you know in the spring and, and the summer. So in a vacuum, it doesn't necessarily speak to a lack of leadership. However, as we were talking earlier, there have been these types of incidents all season long. We we questioned and talked about questioning the potential lack of leadership in that locker room months ago. So. I think that this is just another symptom to, yeah, the leadership in that locker room isn't great. Um, I, I just, you know, you, you get into these lame duck games too, and you're playing one at the end of the season. And, you know, we talked to Mike Tomzak today just about, you know, you, it's a rivalry, man. These two teams are rivals right now, and things are getting better. This will be the first chance the Browns have had since 88, or this, if the Browns can win on Sunday, it'll be the first time since 88 that they've swept the season series from the Steelers, but yet the Steelers are still sticking around and trying to make it to the playoffs. I, I, do you buy into that? And you give me the reason why Brian Anderson sits down on Sunday and dedicates four hours to this game. Uh, well, I, I'm going to do it because I, I'll say this. I thought the, the effort last weekend was fantastic. I mean, they played their tails off on the road against a team that was literally fighting for their playoff lives. They, they needed that game, had to have that game. And, you know, the, the Browns gave up that 98-yard, 21-play drive, whatever it was, that ate up the whole second quarter. And I thought, man, I'm going to be really interested to see how they come out in the second half because that could be a demoralizer. You had the lead. They controlled the ball the entire quarter, that super long drive. They punch it in right at the end to take the lead. And you're like, man, this could maybe get ugly in the second half. But boy, oh boy, they came out. Deshaun Watson looked as good as we've seen him, obviously. Uh, touchdown drive after touchdown drive. Amari Cooper getting involved and everything. The, de- the defense was flying around. So I love the effort level last week. And that makes me think, why wouldn't they play that hard this weekend? I mean, why wouldn't they play that hard against the Steelers? They can, you know, keep the Steelers, you know, from potential, but from potentially sneaking in uh, to the playoffs. This this game, it, it it does matter to to the fans, and I think it matters to these players because, again, you can only go off the most recent game, and I thought they played their hearts out against the Commanders. So you've got hope going into this game. Do you think that I hope do. would carry? Yeah, wait, who is this? Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, it is Brian Anderson no, no, no. on the line. Okay, I just no, want to make no, sure. I, Hey, listen, I, I don't always love the results, but, but, but you love the effort. That, you know, that, that's the thing, is what was the effort going to be like that second half after that demoralizing drive that you gave up? And I thought that they came out with a spark. They played like their playoff lives were on the line and, and, and played, you know, inspired football. And so that gives you hope coming into this weekend that, you know, while they can't make it to the playoffs, they can certainly seal the fate of the hated Pittsburgh Steelers. And, and you know Pittsburgh is going to come out flying. I mean, they are going to be looking to land knockout shots as early as they can. So the Browns better be ready to play or, uh, you know, it could get a little squirrely out there. But I, I don't have any reason to think that the effort level won't be there based on what we saw last week. So what do you want to see this week from the offense? Just a repeat of last week? You know what? Yeah, just that continued rhythm. I, I mean, it finally, you know, there were times, you know, when you're watching it on TV, you're not getting the, the big picture. It's not the all 22. And so at times, and I know that we, we were texting back and forth on the chain, it looked like maybe you, you don't know what's happening with the receivers, but Deshaun Watson not trusting what he's seen. 
holding on to the ball. And, and you're, you're talking about maybe guys aren't getting open, but then you think, you know, Jacoby Brissett guys were getting open. He was throwing in rhythm. He was seeing the field, you know, pretty well. And so you just wonder if the speed of the game and all of this stuff after two years of being off, that if he's still trying to get his feet underneath him. So that's what you don't know about, you know, again, the receiving core, are they getting open? Is he not seeing them? Uh, you know, it's a new system for him. It's been a lot of time off. But, boy, I thought that second half, I mean, you, you started to see, you know, some designed runs. You saw the athleticism. Now, all of a sudden, you started the, the passes, the accurate passes. Guys were getting wide open. You think about that little crossing route that uh, Cooper ran uh, after his first touchdown. You know, so it it looked like a lot of fun, and it looked like it gave you – a glimmer of hope of, boy, this is what it could look like. And, you know, you add a couple more pieces and you got a chance to have a really dynamic offense, which is what you're going to have to have in the AFC going forward. When you start to look around at the Burroughs, the Allens, the Mahomes, all the teams that you're going to be fighting with to try to get to, you know, the Super Bowl, you're going to have to have a dynamic offense. And I think in the second half last week you saw that, that flicker of potential of what the Browns could bring. Uh, Brian, obviously the DeMar Hamlin story was the, the center of attention for most of the week. I'm just, uh, I'm, you know, and what great news, you know, the breathing tube out, and he was FaceTiming his teammates today, which I, I just think is an amazing story. And now we're starting to hear some of the behind-the-scenes stuff about the CPR that happened and, and all the events to, to be able for us to talk about him, you know, FaceTiming his teammates today. Um, I'm just curious, you know, what, what, what comes about this? Well, you know, and what do you think that we see all across professional sports? Because we normally don't get to see – I mean, this this kind of thing has happened before, but never on the stage that we noticed on Monday night. Yeah, no question. And I think what you'll do is you'll see around the leagues that uh, attention to detail on the emergency procedures. Because of all of the praise that the Buffalo Bills staff, the Cincinnati Bengals staff, the doctors, everybody that was involved in an unprecedented you know, at least like you said, on this stage, you know, Monday Night Football, everybody was watching that game. That was one of the must-see games of the season. Yeah, and I it's think it's on, on this stage, Brian, that makes it even yeah. – because, you know, as the week progressed, a lot of – you know, at the time that it happened, we're like, we've never seen this before. And then you start thinking a little bit more. I mean, you know, it's happened. It's happened. It was an umpire in yeah. Cincinnati. I mean, we've seen this happen before. But we're, luckily, we we're, it seems like the results are totally in the right direction on this one. Yep, and, and you saw it happen in real time, and then when you hear the behind-the-scenes stories, and I shouldn't even say behind-the-scenes because it was happening in front of us on the field, but you think about how these guys came out there and just flawlessly executed you know, the, the, the CPR. There was no waste of any time, and they got right to work, and I think that that's a wake-up call to every training staff in every sport around you know, professional, college, all of, the, all of the leagues, is have the plan in place, have the equipment that you need right there, and be ready to go. You never know when your name's going to be called. You know, those, those Buffalo Bill trainers thought maybe a sprained ankle here, maybe a potential concussion there, you know, that they have to deal with during the course of the game. They probably never in a million years dreamed that they would have that scenario laid at their feet where there is no time to waste and no time to, to, to pause. There, you, there's just every second is precious. And they were all over it. And I think that that's something that's going to be noticed in every other league. And, you know, you're going to see those safety measures at the forefront, guys ready to go. Uh, the show that, that they put on the other night and saving that young man's life was incredible. B.A., have a great weekend, and we will talk to you next week. Always appreciate your time. Take care, dude. All right. Sounds good, boys. Talk to you on Sunday.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.